0: the adventure jogger a podcast about trail and ultra running meet fascinating runners from the front middle and back of the pack sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running running should be fun and so should running podcasts I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is the adventure
1: jogger. you know I think
0: one of the benefits of there being nine thousand seven hundred and forty eight running podcasts is there's a little something for everybody, right? There's serious running podcasts where people can talk about stats and charts and training and stretching. And then there's the 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 running podcasts that have a lot of fun, right? Where we can kind of recapture the atmosphere of a long run. and And there are some really fantastic, podcasts out there uh 10 junk miles i think of of, of them as kind of the the gold standard of the fun irreverent running podcasts like i always worry people that tune into that one and are expecting like serious running talk like serious runners hate their life when they listen to that another one of those great podcasts and i I put these guys right up there um with 10 junk miles as far as like the gold standard of fun running podcasts is Cultra, um which is a really fantastic podcast if you've not listened to it it needs to be on your subscription list because they really have a whole lot of fun and i love the spirit of that podcast from the Cultra podcast uh jimmy mccaffrey
1: joins me on the adventure jogger what's up jimmy Dude, I am so psyched to be here, man. Thank you. Well, it's you. great to have you on. We're huge fans of you on Culture, man. We're huge fans of you. So uh, well, it's gonna this is this is going to be tough, man. I'm like kind of gawking for a hot minute. But also, <laughs> yeah. I know once, once we get into the meat of the interview, I'll, I'll settle down. But man, this is cool. This is awesome.
0: Well, no, it's it's fun. And it seems like one of the good things, Jimmy, I don't know if you noticed this, but one of the good things to come out of the pandemic was I think a lot of people had a lot of time Mm. to kind of explore some things they may have never done before and they may have never had the time to do it. And I think your podcast has been around a while and 10 Junk Miles as well. But there's a whole string of new podcasts out there, which is kind of fun to kind of grab one and listen and kind of see what there is to offer because unlike what I do for my day job where – I want people to listen exclusively to me Monday through Friday with podcasts. You know, it's like you guys put out a couple hours of content a week. I put out a couple hours of content a week. And so with all that time running, you really can have like like 10 or 12 that you just kind of rotate and check out. Have you noticed like just a really cool amount of quality right now when it comes to running podcasts?
1: Yeah, and there there's so many amazing content creators in our sport now. It's like, and it's it's growing because like our sport's growing, and it's like, uh, you know, one of the things I think when we got started, it was like we wanted to kind of brag about I don't know Connecticut, yeah, you because know? I mean. People when people think of Connecticut, they're like, dude, that, there's no trails there. That's not a, that's not a running state. And it's like and that's what I thought. I thought it was, I was treated like a drive through state. I grew yeah. up in Philly, you know, it was a drive through state to go to, to Cape Cod, to go up, you know, to New England, whatever. And man, like now that I live here, you know, for the first 40 years of my life, I'm like, man, Connecticut ain't nothing like and we have awesome trails and we have this these awesome trail running communities here and just running in general. I mean, you know, I always joke about uh, American distance running started in a dorm room you know, Ed Wesleyan in Middletown, you know, Connecticut, yeah. Amby And um, and then the younger guys were uh, Billy Rogers and um, Jeff Galloway, you know? So like American distance running kind of started here in Connecticut, the whole jogging boom of the seventies. Um, and now, and now we're adventure joggers, right? So <laughs> we're, we're direct descendants of them. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, we just wanted to show off kind of what Connecticut was all about. And, and then we were like, you know, Northeast, New England, and there's a really vibrant, awesome, trail running scene up here um and just the you know keep meeting the raddest people through the podcast um through races uh you know uh it's yeah it's it's amazing it's awesome well
0: let's get your story jimmy i want to kind of hear your running story because we all we all have that we all find this sport in in a thousand different ways there are a thousand ways to find this sport jimmy were you a, a runner earlier in life
1: at all man i was a uh i was a skateboard bmx kid growing up and uh yeah i was a punk and um just uh you know was not not into i mean i played team sports but like you know kind of because my dad wanted me to you know yeah he and he was a coach for a couple years so you know it was t-ball and then coach pitch and then little league and uh but, you know, like once I got old, I, I wanted to do my own thing. You know, I thought the, uh, uh, you know, building, um, we would build, uh, you know, skate ramps and, uh, and BMX tracks and stuff. And, and that's kind of what I was doing as a kid. And, um, you know, latchkey kid, t- tons of time, tons of free time. So uh, just kind of would run around the suburbs of Philly uh, getting in trouble. <laughs> Did you have the pegs on your bike? dude yes i had pegs man so you can give your buddy a ride or whatever yeah yeah oh i remember that. And, and we had the mag wheels remember the mag wheels yeah uh yeah we had and we would make the um the number plates on the front you know like uh, crew jones from rad you know like yeah. we we're like dude we gotta make cool number plates and like yeah man we were, it, it was wild growing up and growing up in the philly burbs man
0: all right here's a here's a here's a, a good biking question for you schwinn or mongoose Dude, I had a
1: mongoose. <laughs> yeah. My first bike was a Huffy, a Huffy Stu Thompson. Uh, and then I had a uh and then I had a diamond and then my last bike was a mongoose when I got too I got too cool for for biking and, and then pretty much just went straight skating uh, till I was, I don't know, sixteen-ish or so.
0: I think everybody we seem about the same age, Jimmy. And yeah. so growing up in the eighties and nineties, yeah. you know, <laughs> BMX kind of came out, and we're all like, oh, this is the wow. I'm yeah. doing this. And so mom and dad didn't buy us a mountain bike. Those things didn't exist back then. No. You got one of those BMX bikes and you put the you put the, the, the pegs on it so your buddy could ride, you know, on the back of your bike. If you were super cool, you had pegs in the front too. You get three <laughs> kids on one bike, right? And then, <laughs> and, then, and then you build a ramp. Somebody always built a ramp, and the kid that built the ramp, his parents were never
1: home no yep oh man this is like i feel like every suburb across america there was just like an art it was like an archetype like it was just like, yes yeah yeah and one kid had the re- Like one kid had the best bike you know because he was like the richest kid yep. but he couldn't do shit on it you were always like Dude, <laughs> let me ride your bike bro <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then like and then just to piss him off he'd go try it into some trash cans or something like that was me that was basically my entire childhood like was just being that kid um <laughs> Yeah, but I was always like, you know, I remember you could write to the uh, magazines, you know, yes. and they'd be like, send a self-addressed stamped envelope and a dollar, <laughs> and we'll send you like a ton of stickers. Right. So like our house was covered in like skate stickers and BMX stickers growing. My parents were like, why are there stickers on the walls? We're like, "Ah, oh, mom, this is cool. This is what all the cool kids are doing. <laughs> we're rad skaters. We don't worry about things like the walls and peeling drywall off. Right. We're not concerned
0: about that. We're rad skaters. I got into skating too, and I remember being so awful at it that basically... I could get down my my driveway, but like there were kids that be like whipping down the cul-de-sac because we're we're on a hill. And I, I remember doing that once and like wiping out, falling on the grass. I'm like, I'm just gonna pretty much stick to the <laughs>
1: radness of my driveway. So this is what This is something I say about trail running. This is something I learned how to fall as a as a skater, mm-hmm. as a skater and BMX kid. I learned how to fall, and like as a trail runner, like I, I've kind of learned how to it's the same kind of thing like tuck and roll man like tuck and roll oh yeah you know cover cover the internal organs kind of thing yeah. Cover your face you know cover you know and uh so it's one of those things that uh they, they lend they that whole skating thing lends itself well to to trail running
0: right it's, how okay before we get back into skating because there's a point i want to yeah. make about that ocean pacific did you have an ocean pacific shirt or hat
1: oh did i have any oh i had some op gear oh, yeah, but it was please. probably hand-me-down from like my cousins because i remember <laughs> I remember getting into skating when like vision streetwear was like the jam. And then, and then I remember uh, Gons left the vision team and started his own thing. Uh, Blind was his company. And then I remember being into the blind skateboards and J, remember Jason Lee. Now he's an actor, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Back in the the late eighties, man, I just remember, you know, just buying skate videos and then just being like, and then being like see, looking outside and seeing it raining and just be like, man, I can't skate right now. This sucks. <laughs> right. <Like. laughs> right. And saying skater die. Yes, yes, <laughs> skate <or> die. <laughs> I would skate or die in my
0: driveway. That's a that's the extent of it right there. Um, quick aside for anybody who wants to have some high quality entertainment on social media. Follow Tony Hawk on Twitter. And you don't have to be a skater or a skateboard aficionado or a skater die in the driveway like me, like myself. You can have never skateboarded in your life. The best thing about Tony Hawk's Twitter page is that it's just filled with stories of people saying, man, you look like Tony Hawk. (laughs) Like every guy, every time that guy goes somewhere, someone's like, you know, you kind of look like that Tony Hawk guy, but I bet
1: you're not him. Dude, that is so because he's like, yeah. They're like, you look like an older version of Tony Hawk. He's like, yeah, thanks. I get that all the time. <laughs> no, like, right, he's, right. he's got a great sense of humor about it too. <laughs>
0: but it seems, it seems the vibe, and I've talked to Jason Green about this. The vibe in skateboarding is very similar to the the vibe in ultra running.
1: Yes, yes, uh, that's cool because it's it's funny, man. I lived out in in California for for a little while. I ended up moving out there and was out there ten years and. Um, And I was, I went out there a skater and I came back a trail runner and um, it's like, it's, they're very similar, man. It's like that dirt bag kind of lifestyle, like spending all day kind of like, you know, just going, grinding on the same curb or or jumping down the same set Mm -hmm. of steps or spending all day at the skate park. You know, it's kind of like, you know, going in session in the spot with your friends. It's just like going and trail running with a bunch of friends. Yeah. Um, It's very similar. Exactly. Yeah and uh and you know like i said it's there's a there's a sort of like style and ethos i think to it too that that it's it's super similar you know i'm one of those guys every now and again like i'll wear um i'll wear a button-down shirt when i when i go trail running yeah i call it my dress shirt right because it's like picture day and uh you know and it's like i you know skater fashion was always rad like i was one of those dudes with the uh you know, the cutoffs, the socks pulled all the way up, you know, the vans you had to have vans. Oh yeah. Airwalks were cool back in the day, but like <laughs> vans were super cheap. <laughs> right. And, um, and then vans got super awesome and now they're expensive. Um, but like, yeah, they're, they're, it's a, there's a really uh, a very similar ethos, I think. To the, okay. To the scenes,
0: we're going back. You said school
1: pictures because we're the
0: same age again. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, did your parents pay the extra fifteen dollars to have the laser
1: background on no, school picture no, day? No, because there was three of us. So I think we, I think we, we, we my parents, my parents always like the joke. They were like, you know, we were, we were supposed to be upper middle class, like our neighborhood, but like right. we never felt like it because like you guys, oh. just, you and your brother, just ate and ate and ate. And, like, your sister always had to have the coolest clothes. And uh, so, like, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure.
0: Yeah, I, I grew up with, um, I had two brothers. And so, there was three of us, three boys in the house with, with mom and dad. And, I, and my, I remember my all my cool clothes came as hand-me-downs for my brother. So, I, he was three years older than me. So, I was really cool three years ago. You know, right? honestly, exactly. 3-year-old fashions like, "Oh man, <laughs> I am really cool." If yeah. this was 3 years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, can re- I remember having I hand-me-down stuff from my cousins, man, where it was like, you know, it was like the last Eagles quarterback, like, it was like I had like <laughs> when Randall was cool, I had like Jaworski shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you move to
0: California? And you said you, you you went to California as a skater and you came back as a trail runner. Yeah. What, what was that moment? What was that, that crossing over for you?
1: Um, I could not stop getting hurt, man. Like mm-hmm. I could not, I mean, I was like, God, I was, uh, my, you know, my late, when tw- I picked up skating again in my late twenties, uh, just kind of like out of boredom. And, yeah. um, you know, I just, uh, I got back into it. And then I I took a job in in California, went out there and, uh, you know, I just could not stop getting hurt. And, uh, I was always kind of like pinching nerves in my back and I was still trying you know, and at 30 years old, still trying to throw myself down, you know, an eight, an eight stair, you know, a set of eight stairs, whatever, or like, you know, um, just, just doing, you know, trying to treat my body like it was 16 and I just could not stop getting hurt. And, um, you know, I, I I got it actually got into cycling first. A bunch of my friends were uh, uh, that were skaters were also uh, uh, part time or full time um, bike messengers over in San Francisco. Oh, OK. And so, yeah. So they were like, dude, you know, and the, and the woman I was dating at the time had a really cool track bike. And she's like, dude, just take my bike. You know, so I started riding with them and um, they convinced me to do this thing called an alley cat which was this uh, basically a scavenger hunt on bikes Um, show up at a spot. They give you a, you know, the, the race director, you know, which is like this dude, Blake, I knew was like, here's the manifest, look over it for 10 minutes, figure out the best route. And then everyone go first person back here, you know, wins. And so you had to go and you had to go to all these different aid stations technically and get stamped, you know, by the volunteers. And uh, I did my first one and I rode 50 miles in like four hours and I remember my legs like locked up. You know how you, yeah. you, you got that first time I, I my legs ever like locked up on me. And I'm like, yo, this is awesome. Like I'm I'm gonna do this. But I just remember like cycling's expensive, man. And oh, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Understatement of the year. And I was like, man, I was like, the, the people who do it are really cool. My buddy was like, you know, that's kind of like some ultra endurance stuff. Like, you'd probably make a good runner. You yeah. the way you like, you know, you'd probably really take well to, to running. And I'm like, all right. So just based on his suggestion, man, I drove down to the, the sports authority. I was living in uh, uh, 45th and MLK in Oakland. I drove down to the sports authority in Emeryville, California, yeah. bought a pair of shoes and a pair of shorts, uh, Nike. Uh, what were they? Lunar glides. And um, this was in 2000, July of 2010. Yeah. And I started running, you know, and I did the whole run a block, walk a block, you know, first couple times out. Couldn't even, you know, and I remember it probably took me three weeks to get my first mile. Yeah. And then it probably took me another, you know, couple, I don't know, a month or so to, to, to get a, to get two miles or whatever. And then I just kind of just progressed. And, um, yeah, I just took to it and I remember the whole hook for me, man, was getting the runner's high. Like I just remember like feeling good afterwards and having this glow of like these endorphins. And Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, I did something, you know, and I had that Nike app. So I wore like the armband thing, you know, and like (laughs) I had the Nike app and it was like all the people who they used to give you, it was like, um, Oh man, it was like Tracy Morgan and yeah. like, um, Allison Felix and Paula Radcliffe and all these people were like, you're doing so great. Keep going, you know? And like, and I just was like jazzed. I'm like, yo man, Tracy Morgan would be like, yo dog, you're kicking butt. And I'm like, oh right, Tracy Morgan's my boy. Like, I love this. And, um, you know, I just, and I just started doing it. And then some, another one of my buddies was like, dude, sign up for a half and start training, yeah. you know, go download one of those Hal Higdon plans off the internet. Yeah. And get after it. And I was like, all right, I got shit else to do. Let's do this. And, um, and that's it, man. It was, uh, I remember just training and, oh man, I was so under trained for that damn, don't ever do a Hal Higdon plan y'all. And, um, <laughs> You're, you're,
0: let's say, let's put it this way: You're not going to win the race on Hal Higdon.
1: Yeah, you're not going to win the. And I mean, you know, it's funny because I've gotten in arguments with Hal on Facebook, like yeah. uh, uh, or whoever controls his media page. Or his you you, you page. talk shit
0: to Hal Higdon on Facebook?
1: Yeah, totally, totally. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> some semi-respectful uh, uh, stuff with Hal, um, just disagreeing with him over some stuff. But I was so under- in a train, man. I remember, and I didn't know anything about. Like my nipples bled. I didn't know about body glide. Yeah. Like, and I just remember I did the, um, the, uh, the, San Francisco half in July of 2011 and suffered and it was awesome. And it was everything I thought, you know, yeah. it was just, and I was like, I'm definitely, I'm into this. It's like, that was the, that was the, the kicker. And, um, yeah. And then from then on, it was just, it was on
0: bam. So the ultra world after you'd kind of figured out the bloody nipples and, and and various other things when did you discover the ultra world
1: so so i did another half did and i improved by like five minutes and i'm like all right i guess i gotta get so My buddy mom's like get really good at the half before you move up to the full right run a, run about three or four of them get really comfortable like finish and feel like you still have a lot in the tank and then yeah. you'll be ready to start training for a marathon and i'm like all right and so i did my second half and uh like two months later whatever and uh and I was like, he's like, what do you think? I was like, yeah, I felt great at the end. I felt like I totally could have, he went faster or even went more, went further whatever. Um, and I think that at that point I was doing training runs up to like 17 miles. Yeah. And um, so I was like pretty much ready to do a marathon. I was, like, I was like, yeah, but dude, I don't know, man. I don't really like road runners like as like the people, like yeah. there's dudes wearing like really expensive glasses and like, you know, dudes with the, with the really fancy earphones and like people with like really cool matching shit. And I was like, that ain't me. Like, yeah. you know, so he was like, try trail running. And I didn't even know there was this insane net. I mean, I had an idea that there was like trails cause I've done some hiking in the, in yeah. the Bay area and um, up in the East Bay Hills and stuff. And um, he's like, just give it a shot. So I remember going on like my first trail run. And I remember like, dude, there's some of those hills, those canyons are steep. And I just remember being like, I thought I had to run the whole thing, right? So, <laughs> right. So, yeah, right. so a buddy, another buddy was like, dude, do a, a trail half with me. It's around Lake Chabot. Um, Is this lake, uh, this reservoir up in uh, the, the Oakland Hills that he's like, you know, check it out, do it with me. And that was November of uh, 2011. And, um, and like, I had a great day. And I remember, like, the, you know, people were all talking at the, you know, at the beginning and everyone's like knew each other. And I'm like, this is a really cool vibe. Like people, yeah. no one's, no one's like, no one's uncool. Like everyone was super cool. Some dude came up to me and was like, is this your first trial race? I'm like, yeah. How'd you know? He's like, cause you're, you know, your gear all matches. And I was like, yeah, it's like roadrunner thing, I guess. <laughs> and he was like, but I didn't feel like I was being made fun of. Like I felt right. like, you know, he's like, yeah, cool. Like, welcome. Like, yeah. And, um, you know that everyone's like chatting and all of a sudden the race director you know pulls out the bullhorn he's like all right And it's this guy wendell who puts on these uh, uh coastal trail runs um he's a really really funny dude really yeah. cool guy and uh he's like okay everybody follow these color flags and do this and do that all right have fun out there and that was the start and i was like no no gun just have fun out there and that's right yeah You're like where's like, where's oh. the
0: Def leopard cover band <laughs> right. that's playing pour <laughs> some sugar on me where's the blow-up arch dude yes <laughs> Where is the the local radio DJ who's forced right. to be there for his free time, being like, uh, "Hello, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, all of you marathoners, um, get ready because you're about
1: ready to run." Yeah, like Des Linden wasn't there, being like, "Hey, go, everybody, this yeah. is going to be great." Like, no, no, there was no official marshal, right? You know, whatever. Where's Hal Higdon? Where's <laughs> right? Hal Higdon? Where's Hal? Yeah. And it was just like, and I was like, so we're going along and everyone's like still talking like, and everyone's yeah. like, and I'm like, all right, let me get up through, the, you know, get up towards the front here. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a fast guy. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I remember we get to like the first like big hill and like dudes start walking it and I'm like, Oh oh this is allowed <laughs> oh, okay so i I like slowed down and i was like all right i'm gonna like you know you know settle into it i learned later it's that's a power hike right you know when, you walk, when you're walking a hill with intention in, in trail riding so i'm like oh cool you could walk the hills oh man i'm like you know it's like for years i felt like i you know for like a while i felt like i was like holding in my gut right yeah you know? and it's like yeah. oh dude everyone they just let their guts hang out here this is dope all right i'm, I'm down <laughs> so you know, I remember, uh, you know, coming through and I and there was, you know, two aid stations on the loop and there was a guy in front of me uh, wearing an orange shirt. And I kept thinking, like, I got to catch orange shirt. I got to catch him. Yeah. I got to pass him. And, uh, you know, he keeps looking back. And the, the way that the canyon goes is you can kind of look back and get it. And it's just all eucalyptus trees and redwood trees. Wow. And uh, it's beautiful. And the lakes on your on your left hand side and the canyon walls are on your right hand side. And it's just this perfect single track. And, uh, you know, I'm giving it everything I got. I just can't make any room up on this guy. And I keep looking back and there's a guy in red behind me. And I'm like, shit, I don't want to get caught by this guy. So I'm like, here I am like cat and mouse. Here we go. Like, um, and uh, you know, I never caught the guy in orange and the guy in red never caught me. So I remember finishing and I was like, wow, that was pretty good. And, uh, you know, I'm talking to the guy in front of me. I'm like, dude, thank you. Like you pulled me along. I, I would not have run this fast a time. No way if I wasn't trying to catch you. And he's yeah. like, yeah, dude, you, you lit a fire under my ass. Like, thank yeah. you. And he's like, I'm gonna go back out and do another loop because I'm training for the uh, the North Face 50 miler next month. And I'm like, the what? And he's like, yeah, there's 50 mile race up in the Marin Headlands called the North Face, you know. Yeah. Uh, endurance challenge, or whatever. And I'm like, 50 miles. People, I was like, I thought marathon was it. He's like, no. Didn't you see those, those signs saying like ultra marathon or whatever, ultra marathon Saturday? And I was like, yeah, what, what is what is that? Like, yeah. I just figured that was just because there's a bunch of distances at the same time. He's like, no, there's a 50K going on. The guy who was, came in right behind you, who basically went through the aid station and went right back out, like which I didn't notice. Yeah. Uh, he uh he's leading the 50k and i'm like oh so i was like i'm running you know i basically ran the uh the winner's 50k time uh <laughs> you know for for one loop and um so this this dude went out you know he's running a four you know i don't know, 30 50k or whatever Ugh. and uh and i just remember being like whoa so yeah I, and, and when he said 50k i was like i couldn't do metric you know I'd, right you know, and i was like I, how far is that like he's like 31 miles and i'm like well, people run farther than marathons. I thought like Boston and like yeah. that's what you aspire to. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And because uh, that's what I was, you know, I wanted to run Boston. I, I knew Boston I knew yeah. New York and London and whatever. And uh, you know, I knew the Kenyans kicked ass. And um, I had a couple runners' worlds, you know, back at home. Yeah. And uh, and he was like, no, man. Uh, there's a um, he's like, there's a race. Uh, he's like, I'm in. He's like, I'm in the lottery for uh, for Western states. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, it's a hundred miler from Squall. Valley to Auburn goes up over the Sierras and then something in my brain I had like no way to I, I didn't even know where it came from but something in my brain was like you're going to do that and I was like whoa what like 100 and just the idea yeah. of running 100 miles right. on, under your own power he's like yeah people do it in like you know 15 hours and like and I'm like whoa whoa what so the dude was like yeah he's like when you get home man check out um, go on the internet and check out I Run Far and check out um, uh, Stan Jensen's Run 100 site mm-hmm. and I remember you know I went over and I, I think I wrote it down on, on like a back of a business card or whatever. And I remember putting it in my, in my car and I forgot about it for a couple of weeks. And I remember a couple of weeks later when I was cleaning out the car, I found it and I was like, Oh shit. I never went on these ultra marathon websites, you know, to, to check this out. Cause then I started like researching like trail races and stuff like that. Yeah. And I found, um, you know, all these trail races in the Marin headlands and uh, you know, all these great, you know, there's like, I mean, 45 weekends a year within an hour of anywhere in the Bay Area, you could do a race. I mean, right. it's just like just races, races, races. And uh, so I remember hopping on, I run far a couple weeks later. And the first article I read on there was Ian Torrance's race report of JFK 50. Yeah, And I was like, oh, cool. The oldest man, oldest ultra in the United States. I got to do that too. That's a bucket list. Yeah. And, uh, and then I just started like sucking up the ultra content. And I remember ordering, uh, you know, that movie Unbreakable was coming out and I ordered a copy of that. Yeah. And I, and that the thing that i think really really sucked me in and that's when it was like i got western fever now like and i remember you know i just signed up for three or four more trail races and i remember being like okay I got to do you know i got to go up in distance whatever so i did a a uh, a 20k a 30k and then my first marathon trail marathon in april and then my first ultra in june of 2012 and um just with the intention of like i'm going to get strong enough and good enough or whatever to do 100 miles right um and uh i got to figure out how to get start getting tickets into this this uh lottery and um so that's what I did. You know, I just uh, everything from then on was like, I got to get tickets and get into this Western States lottery. And, uh, you know, people were like, yeah, it's going to be about four years, probably take you four years. This was back in 2012. And that's right when the sport was mushrooming again. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's yeah. like, it'll take you four years now. It'll take yeah. you four decades. <laughs> so it ended up taking me eight. but um, Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I finally got in that, but, um, yeah. And that's what it was, man. And I just like, you know, and I remember, I, you know, I did my first 50 miler in October of 2012, the Dick Collins. So that I always say that if you, if you live in Northern California, um, the first, your first 50 miler is probably either going to be Dick Collins or American river um yeah because those are like the two the two uh great beginner 50 milers yeah. there and then uh so then you know i knew of course i, I finished a 50 miler so i'm a stud now i'm a I'm a t- and i you know it was seven minutes under the uh 11 hour cut back then it was you had to finish a 50 miler in 11 hours to um Put to put tickets into to Western States, yeah. so I finished in ten fifty three. I'm like seven minutes to spare. That's like an eternity. I'm freaking the man, dude. So I'm gonna, you know, I know everything about ultra running now. I'm gonna sign up for Lake Sonoma for next April, which that's a that's a graduate level fifty man. That that race ate me up and spit me out, and that's the race that I. I had an existential crisis during it. I still finished, but I remember like I, my calves. Every I was destroyed, and I was like going down hills backwards, and like my quads were wrecked, and like I couldn't run uphill, I couldn't run downhill. Um, you know, got like eighty year old dudes were pat- with like full cans of coke, were like running <laughs> past me, like you doing okay, man? I'm like, dude, you're just rubbing the, salt in the wound, my dude. Like, <laughs> so I'm
0: guessing that the Jimmy McCaffrey before <laughs> Lake Sonoma was on Facebook. You were on the, the trail on ultra runners group tower power and you were correcting everybody. You no, were man. So I didn't discover
1: any of those groups. <laughs> oh, until probably much later. <laughs> no, you know what it was? I was holding everyone hostage. That wasn't a runner. So it was like, so all my friends that weren't, you know, cause I, I and then at this point I had like two or three running buddies. Yeah. Right. But they, they were all like marathoners, you know? And, and uh, but the cool thing about living in the Bay area was that like, there was no such thing as like trail runner, road runner, like everybody just kind of did everything, you know, because the trails there are are like carpets. I mean, they're, they're really awesome. Um, and it was also around this time too, at the end of 2012, um, I guess, uh, uh, Brett and Jorge, uh, Brett Rivers and Jorge Maravilla opened um, San Francisco running company. Mm-hmm. So those dudes were, like, those dudes were awesome. I would take a ride over there and just like, pick their brains and uh those dudes were like my mentors like my coaches like um those dudes were awesome yeah. and there's probably i would say there's probably two thousand other dudes just like me guys and gals that got into running and ultra running and trail running around this time that that those guys were like those dudes are like the the godfathers yeah like those dudes were awesome and uh, their group runs were great and i helped out with other and then started meeting other runners you know, and doing training runs and stuff with them, but um, it's weird. I don't know. It was was like, was all those Facebook Facebook groups were they like a thing then or
0: boy, we were talking 2015. 2013, 2013. Oh no, 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 that was when yeah. everybody had blogs
1: all right yeah yeah people talk
0: shit on each other's blogs
1: right 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 yeah anonymously would post shit on like jeff rose blog yeah exactly (laughs) what do you know go
0: back (laughs) to alaska yeah you know anton (laughs) Kaprichka.
1: yeah that's right because i remember reading jeff and 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 anton's blogs like and that's that's the thing is i never got a gps watch because anton only posted his um time and elevation he never posted his mileage so i was like all right well i'm gonna get an altimeter watch Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna train by time and and out and and elevation gain because that's like what cool guys do, right? Yeah, because like Anton, like yeah. man, that dude, that dude keeps the shampoo industry going, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, no. dreamy. He's, well, he's dreamy. He's <laughs> dreamy. They should, they should
0: actually the the movie Unbreakable, which is if you haven't seen it, you, you have to. I mean, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, odds are pretty good you've seen it, but it should come with a warning at the beginning saying, warning. You are not Anton Kaprichka. You need to carry more stuff on your runs. Yes. You need to wear more stuff on your runs and put those little minimalist New Balances away. You're you need hocus and just have that warning so everybody knows. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah, and uh, you know that, but that I was think that was the movie that like that completely sucked me in, and I remember not reading. Um, I didn't read Born to Run until like much later. Yeah like and i remember being like that's an okay book but it's like i was like you know it just I, I was more kind of uh i feel like i was more drawn into uh uh the story of like like i thought the epicenter of ultra running was western states it was right all, yeah. yeah it was auburn and it was like and i think living in, in northern california in the bay area like it's like all people were talking about like oh i got you know i'm doing um you know, Quicksilver or I'm doing Miwok or I'm doing, you know, cause everyone's talking about, it. I got it. What qualifier are you doing this year? What qualifier are yeah. you doing this year? And when I moved, when I came here back to the East coast, uh, it felt like, you know, the bigger races, I think people were talking about were like Vermont mm-hmm. and, um, you know, maybe like Gohindstone or, or, yeah. or Massanutten, or like you know some of these, these these races that that that. Not to say that Western States doesn't have a, a real family kind of vibe, but like there's uh, the the scenes and the, and the, the the races here have a a much you know people go back and do them every year. I know guys who have done Vermont you know 14-15 times right. you know and keep going to Massanutten every year. They keep going to you know they keep doing the same races every year because it's like a family.
0: Yeah, um, you know I think we've got down down in the southeast we have a couple of those races as well. I think the Pinhoti 100 is like the the southeast 100 that you do i mean if you live out here you've got to do Pinhoti at least once um i think yeti is starting to to move in that direction as well just because of the environment that jason green created but yeah you're right you've got those races those family races where people are like yeah it's my 14th year doing it
1: yeah yeah and that and that's you know that's awesome and it's like you know i guess also too out west a lot of you know, a lot of the races have had to go to more of like a lottery type thing. And there's more, uh, you know, maybe the restrictions on wilderness areas are are different or whatever. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, if you, if you've done Western States, you know, unless you're like Ian Sharman, you're not going to do like 10 straight Western States or whatever, like, you know,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I think you're right. And they should, the other warning should be at the beginning of unbreakable. You're not Anton Kaprichka. You will not get into Western States. Like that needs to be on there as well. You have a better chance to get struck by lightning and getting a wedgie from Andy Jones Wilkins at the same time than you do getting in Western States.
1: It should be like, input your age. You'll be like, you will approximately be this old by the time you run Western States the first time. if You will be dead. The tickets in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, like I said, like, I, I know as much as much shit as we talk about the lotteries, like, it's they have to do it. Oh, I, yeah, I, I completely understand. Like, yeah, it's totally, it's totally. Um, but that, here's the thing is, like, so I'm gonna get to go run Western this year. I was supposed to run it last year, but COVID came, yeah. and like, I, I, people were like, "Oh, you're gonna, you know, you know, you're gonna put your ticket in, you know, if you, when you finish, you, you, know, blah blah." And I'm like, "No, man. Like, it's somebody else's turn. Like, for me, I would totally, I'm totally okay with being one and done." And people are like, "Yeah, we, well, you, you know, you say that now, we you know, blah blah blah." But I'm like, "No, like, I really, and I hate to use this. I, I've been using this uh, uh uh term for a while, but it's like, man, I've been holding my family hostage for years. Yeah, have a of qualifier, you know, and go." you know drive somewhere for this you know for a week or a weekend or whatever and go and go you know do a race that i have to finish and that i have to train really hard for so i can finish it and like you know it's i think it's tough on um ultra running is, is a very demanding sport in terms of time yes and uh it so uh and now my my kid's five and a half now so it's like you know he just wants to kick it with daddy all the time
0: yeah and, and i think what we don't take into account because this sport gets so addictive is the the seasons of, of of life right and so i was in a spot a couple of years ago where i had lots of training time just because of of work hours and this kids were at school and i wasn't missing much well it, the things kind of shifted for me and it was a choice i had to make between how much do i want to miss with my kids uh, before they go. Cause my kids are older. My, my youngest is 14. My oldest is a uh, sophomore in college. She's 19. And so I don't have many years left right. of that time with them. And so I'm like, you know, I'm going to dial it back. I'm going to be, you know, uh, in half marathon shape. You know? <laughs> and I, and I use that, that term loosely. And I, and I know that when I'm, when I, when I have the time to get back to that, and it's the hardest thing you have to decide, too. You're like,
1: but I I want
0: to be yeah. considered an ultra runner. Well, I got buckles <laughs> in my dresser. Dress yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm an ultra runner. I don't care if someone's like <laughs> what you done lately. You know, but the seasons of life and knowing that the sport will still be there for you, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, when when those things change. And there is a great sub ultra distance uh, trail running community like you can still be a part of that environment. Um, with the less amount of time that you have to do it, but you're just you're stuck doing the the half marathon attached race yeah. to the to the 50k, and you're like, look at all those guys running the ultra. And I'm stuck right.
1: on the half marathon. <laughs> run free, you you gazelles. I used to be just like you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I no. hear you. And that goal for Western States, and I'm so happy that you're going to get to experience that. I, I I didn't run it. I crewed it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was enough for me. I, I was experiencing it and being there and being a part of it and witnessing just the incredible stories yeah. and, and just the camaraderie and and the atmosphere there. It's something really to behold. And It's it, it's it's so funny because my my buddy Kyle who's been on the podcast, Kyle Curtin, um, mm-hmm. he is I think 14th on the wait list for Western States right now and I don't know how many people are going to come off the wait list because of the COVID year and everything and people are like, well, mm-hmm. I got to do it now. Uh, but my Fingers across that that he gets in just simply for the fact that I volunteered myself to crew him. Uh, so that's like I was just to get back to that atmosphere, but it is something a little different. And I think you know, just unlike any other race that you do, yeah. Jimmy. You'd be doing these hundred milers uh, and other races to qualify and get your tickets in. There was that goal and then that time. You had a time goal in mind, and you want to you want to run it hard. It's almost mm-hmm. like Western states. Yeah, you want that silver buckle. But you also want to enjoy just the atmosphere, the trail, just the whole experience as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, that's that's interesting you said that because going into last year, going into 2020, I was like, man, I was super fit at the beginning of the year. And I ran a really fast half marathon. I was So I was going to run Boston. Yeah. I got in Boston again. And I was, gonna, I was like, man, I'm going to run Boston and Western States in the same can, camera, uh, uh, calendar year, yeah. man. I'm like, pff, I better not waste this opportunity. I'm going to freaking knock it out of the park. Yeah. And then as COVID came and, you know, I remember thinking like, there's not going to be races. Like, you know, we didn't know when races were going to come back. Um, so I remember like kind of making this, this comment on, on our podcast, like, I guess we'll find out who the real runners are this year. Uh, and then I remember like thinking about that later. I was like, well, shit, dude, I got to like do some shit. Like what am I going to do? And <laughs> then it was like, you know, came down to like make, you know, choose your own adventure. Remember those books? Like, yeah. 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 Where it was like, I remember being like, okay, well, i'm not doing western states like i still want to do 100 this year because going into this too i've done i did 300 300s beforehand um san diego big horn and eastern states yeah like i never felt good afterwards like i just felt wrecked for like a couple weeks right just destroyed. Right. and friends i have other friends who would run 103 days later they're you know they're back doing six mile runs i'm like yeah. what the hell's wrong with you why, why are you okay and i was like and you ran like 22 hours what the hell yeah and i was like am i just not training right like but am i training too hard and, um, you know, I just started doing like what I call stupid running last year. Like <laughs> I was like, how many hundred mile weeks can I do in a row?
0: Right.
1: Uh, so I did a, you know, 300 mile weeks in a row just to see how I felt. And I'm like, that wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then I did a week of uh 30,000 feet of elevation gained, you know, and then I did, then I did a, like a self-supported, uh, hundred miler at the end of May, um, started eight o'clock on a Friday night, just to see what that would be like to be awake all day and then go out and run, you know, and that was, yeah. you know, almost 27 hours and like, I remember being like, okay, I still don't know if I really like hundreds, like, you know, yeah. but, um, and then in July, uh, a bunch of friends, we did a, a, a hundred miler, 104 miler on a, a 2.6 mile tr- out and back. So 2.6 out 2.6 yeah. back. And, uh, and I just was like had such a magical experience doing that. Cause you're passing everyone, you know, yeah. high five each other. We're passing each other. See, so, you know, and you're seeing each other all day and night. And, um, and I remember like, just everything clicked nutrition, you know, it was the first super hot day. It was like 96 degrees that day, but like I managed the heat well, like, and I just remember being like, I just had such a great experience it was like, I, I, I think I can like hundreds. Like, I think I'm actually going to like running a hundred milers. Like, yeah. And instead of being so bummed that like the year that I thought I was supposed to have didn't happen, like I was like jazzed because like I got to have an awesome year of running and like connected, you know, and through COVID, it was all like, you know, I remember being like, well, I'm not gonna be able to hang out with people anymore. So I'm going to be alone. And it was like, you know, we figured out how to like distance, you know, and, and, and do it right. And, and, you know, wear masks and stuff like that. And, um, it just, yeah, it turned 2020 for me was just like a really kind of magical year where it was like, we had all these restrictions, but we still, we still got a lot done. And, uh, I feel like I grew a lot as a person and, and, and figured out that, and that that's what, that's the realization that take me an hour to make this point. But I was like, I don't care about getting a, a 24 sub 24 hour finish at Western States. I just want to get a finish. Like, yeah. I don't care if my buckles is copper or silver. Like I'm going to go there this year and I'm going to have fun I'm going to enjoy myself and I'm going to thank every single person out there. And I'm just going to love every minute of it because that's what this sport is for me. You know, it's the community, it's the connection, it's the, it's that's
0: what it is. Yeah. And here's the reality of it, Jimmy. And I've mentioned this a bajillion times on this website, you know, the difference between, you know, the, the, the gold buckle or the, and the silver buckle. Here's the difference. Nobody fucking cares.
1: (laughs) Breaking right.
0: news! Nobody fucking cares.
1: Exactly, and you know what? I'm not going to sell mine on eBay. But <laughs> I just, I just, I just did this a little while ago. Do you know this company, uh, medals for metal? No. So they, you, they basically will take your old race medals and they'll give them to uh, kids that are, you know, experiencing terminal illness or oh. like or something like. So I donated. Uh, people are like, you're going to give your Boston medals away? I have two. I have two Boston finishes. And I was like, yeah. I, they sit in a in a bag in the bottom of a closet. Right. Like, so I basically gave, except my, the only thing I kept was my hundred mile, my 300 mile belt buckles. Yeah, Like I gave every pretty much, yeah, I gave every single medal away that I've ever, ever gotten so that some kid, it's going to make some kid happy yeah. you know, who's, you know, terminally ill from cancer or, or fight, you know, fighting the fight of his life. And, you know, here I am not appreciating the medals that I've gotten. So I'm like, I'd rather someone else have them. Well, think it, and it's like, that's, yeah. That's the thing about the belt buckle where I'm like, you know, what? it's a really cool token of you, you did this thing. But like, I mean, I, t- I take my belt buckles out once a year mm-hmm. um, on, uh, uh, you know, I took them out once a year before the, d- the day before the lottery, right? Isn't that yeah. supposed to wear your belt buckle on yeah. that Friday before the Friday for the Western States lottery? That was the only time I took them out to figure out which one I'm going to wear.
0: Um, I I don't I, I wear I wear my Ozarks one hundred. Um and that wasn't my first one, it was my second, but the Ozarks, that race to me was was really it, it means a lot. It was kind of the solidification of some really close friendships that have lasted for a very long time. And it was just kind of the perfect one hundred in so many ways for me. And I look back so fondly on that. I wear that every day and nice. i have it but i don't tuck in my shirt so like nobody knows i'm wearing it uh, cuz i'm not like here check this out yeah. so the other day i was at work and i was reaching up for something high and someone's like what, are you a cowboy? And i'm like what are you talking about I'm like well what's with that belt buckle i said oh okay i said well that I, I ran 100 miles and and that's what they give you they're like they give you that stupid thing when you run 100 miles i'm like well yeah, yeah. And you wear it i'm like well yeah 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 yeah. but now you put it that way it makes me feel like i <laughs> I shouldn't be wearing it but yeah
1: yeah see now i, I gotta start wearing it because i kind of uh i did canyons 100k one year and they gave you a belt yeah that without a buckle so you're supposed to put one of your 100 mile buckles on it and nice. i'm like i should be wearing this man like i should be i should be rocking a the eastern states buckle is pretty cool and i get the chance to tell people dude this race sucks it's gonna destroy you <laughs> right right exactly
0: um but you can't tuck that you, you well you can tuck. I'm not a tucker. I'm not a tucker. Yeah. You can tuck. Okay. So the rule is you can tuck if you're Andy Jones Wilkins and you've got that thousand mile buckle. You can That's, tuck all yeah. you want, and you can tuck for a two week period after the race. You okay. are allowed two weeks of tucking after the race. So you can show everybody that buckle and then go.
1: Ooh, I'm gonna write this down. These are the adventure joggers bylaws of yeah. buckle wearing. Yeah, so if great.
0: you guys at culture want to adopt these, I'm perfectly. <laughs> yeah. We can have a meeting and I, you can second them, and we'll we'll, we'll 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 take it to the floor for for a vote. Yeah, but yeah, you guys, I, I think love it. Two weeks of tucking's great. <laughs> you get two weeks of tucking and then pull your
1: shirt out that's, for crying and that's out loud, and then pull your shirt out and you never talk about that buckle until unless someone brings it up unless somebody brings it
0: up (laughs) or someone asks you like if you like if you're if you're reaching for something high and it shows and someone's like what's that cowboy you can explain that to them
1: but i I like what you said about like you know solidification of like a lot of friendships and Mm. a lot like it's a reminder of that right like it's that and that's the cool thing about it where it's like you know i wear you know a wedding i wear my wedding ring because it's like a reminder of like the promise I made to my wife, or right. whatever, or the you know the it's it's so it's a uh, I say that right now as I'm not wearing it. But <laughs> we, we say <laughs> nobody cares about the buckle, and then right. Jimmy's gonna get the the bronze buckle. His wife's gonna say, "I'm done with your shit. Yeah. I'm out of here. Right. I, how'd you do, I'm babe? not gonna be married 20, to a loser." How'd you do? I did 24 hours and seven minutes. She's like, "All right, get the fuck out." <laughs> you're, <laughs> sleeping in the, you're sleeping in the yard, loser. <laughs>
0: Your kids look at you and go daddy i thought you were a winner i told all my friends you were gonna get a silver buckle now you got a, a brass buckle
1: you so suck, that was man. that the the only the only medals i kept were the ones my kid plays with so i have a few i think i have a, a north face 50 mile uh uh medal that yeah. i kept because my kid my kid still plays with it where he's like i'm daddy i'm running yeah and then he's like and then he's like six hours later i'm still running i'm like Haha, <laughs> <that's>
0: <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> so, so jimmy how did the whole how did culture come about there was there's there's some at some point you guys decided like you know what i think we could do this for fun
1: yeah so i so i'm not an original cast member and um so basically so i'll tell you how about uh our our mastermind art byram uh, one of my favorite guys i call him the the crown prince of connecticut ultra runners (laughs) um and before i before i met him i used to call him the poet laureate of connecticut ultra runners because before i moved to connecticut i was like all right let me let me like dig around here and find out who like who are the cool people so when i moved to connecticut we knew we were going to move here for my wife's job um i thought let me dig around and figure out who i need to know and um there was this guy on twitter blue blaze runner um and uh he would post these like little poetic couplets whatever about his trail yeah. runs and i'm like oh this guy's a badass i like this guy yeah, and yeah. um so i remember i did my uh, my first race in connecticut it mm-hmm. uh, was bimbler's uh bimbler's bluff 50k which is yeah. a lot of people's first 50k here mm-hmm. and um so we actually met in person after you know i had been stalking him on the internet for a little while and um you know we just we just kind of hit it off art's a, art's a great guy he's ai am gonna piss him off by saying this he's 12 years 12 years my senior um <laughs> grandpa but, you know yeah but he's just a great he's just a great guy and he's uh so I started a uh when I started my race company I started I, I thought Connecticut doesn't have a 50 mile race yeah. Connecticut needs a 50 mile race so I started I basically put a fat ass on one year it was a 50k at the end of uh 2018 and uh just basically like let me let me do a little test here to see if uh if I can, uh, you know, put races on here with that, what that's going to be like. And, and of course, like, you know, the other race directors right away were like, dude, what help do you need? We'll help you out. Yeah. And, uh, so in early 2019, I incorporated, I, you know, bought my LLC, uh, live loud running and, um, started putting on some races and I put on Connecticut's, uh, first trail 50 miler. We had a, we have a 50 miler, but it's a, a road 50 miler, mm. uh, around a lake, Lake Warmug. uh, the Jack Bristol Lake Warmo fifty yeah. mile or fifty k, hundred k, and uh, but we didn't have a trail fifty miler, so I put on um, this race, the Patchogue fifty uh, over in Patchogue State Forest on the uh, Connecticut Rhode Island border, and um, just the the, out, the outpouring from the community was awesome, and uh, Art helped out a lot, and um, but but in the meantime, they had started Art, the original cast members of Culture were Art, Brian Rockapriori, Jordan Grande, Stacy Clark. Joe Lasky. Yeah. Uh, and they started this thing. They, you know, they would art would always joke and be like, we're, we're like an occult cult ultra running is a cult. So yeah. A
0: yeah. It was and, a uh, great name. I love it.
1: Yeah. So they started, so they, you know, started this podcast and, uh, you know, started getting listens. And then they had me on in early, early 2019. Um, as I was like forming, you know, the LLC and kind of gathering wool to, to see if I could, you know, start a company and put races on. And, um, and they had me on, and Art was like. Afterwards, he's like, "Dude, we were your your episode was like, we just were laughing, dying, laughing the whole time. It was so good. You know, we want you to come back, you know, sometime. And then, I guess Jordan Jordan had to move away. She's in the Air Force. She's yeah. uh, uh, an attorney, a JAG yeah. uh, in the Air Force. So she was she got sent to uh, Tucson, Arizona. Um, and then what happened?
0: No, I'm not a jag, but I have been called a jag off.
1: So, I (laughs) I by someone from Pittsburgh, they say jag off. (laughs) Gin's guys are jag offs. I love my Pittsburgh people. Um, So, uh, yeah. So then they they asked me to join the show, and they also asked Becky to uh, Becky Burke, uh, evil Becky. We call her. Um, She's not evil. That's why it's funny. Right. Calling a ball guy curly. Right. And uh, so we joined the show, and. and then you know we kind of had a little mix up some people had to leave uh, Stacy ended up moving to Colorado uh, Brian took a new job so he he uh, his time uh, you know uh, got tight and yeah. then uh, and then you know Joe left the show and then we were searching so it was me Art and Becky for a while and then we uh, we asked Fred Morolo, who's uh Fred had a running streak that was 38 plus years long that just ended uh, about 3 weeks ago Fred uh, contracted covid and oh. um yeah, Fred. Uh, Fred's streak came to an end, and Fred's okay. He's home from the hospital now. he's in the hospital for a couple weeks, and uh, and uh, so that's that's the culture crew now: uh, Art, Becky, Jimmy, and and Fred. And uh, it's the we record. Uh, we do uh, two shows a week, and it's it's like the best couple, It's best best three hours of my week, man. Yeah. Like we just are. It's 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 really awesome. Um, just the not like you know we try to be knowledgeable. We tr- you know we genuinely like each other. So it's what so it just happens to be funny. Um, we've all got strong personalities. Yeah. We all you know um, and uh, and I think that you know with the all with the common goal is to just keep you know kind of putting northeast uh, and New England uh, ultra runners and and trail runners like on the map um, because I feel like. The, you know, the sport is so California, Colorado centric. Oh, great. Um,
0: and that, that's what, you know, my, my old podcast and, and this one is kind of a focus on the other side of the country. But it, the cool thing is what I like about your podcast is you, you don't have to live there to get it right. It's yeah. not like you guys are so inside where you're talking about. Hey, let's talk about up You know what I mean? It's just, it's, <laughs> you're, you're not. It's not so inside like that. Yeah, I went to the Dunkin in Worcester and this fucking
1: guy was looking at me and I was like, "What are you looking at, guy?" And then we had a fight. <laughs>
0: That'd be the best podcast ever. <laughs>
1: yeah. This fucking guy in Worcester.
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> someone please someone from Worcester, please start a podcast called This Fucking Guy in Worcester, Yeah, this,
1: this fucking guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy over here. Um, no, but you you don't have to you don't have to be from that area to enjoy it. There's an entertainment value to it it catches the spirit of ultra running.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. Some of our fans, like uh, how it's like, just it's how it's coalesced and how it's like, it's like just growing and growing every week. And it's like, um, you know, we've got fans up in like Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. And it's funny when we look at the, the map on, on uh, 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 where we're getting hits from, we're like, Dude, who in South Africa is listening to us? We I don't like France. South Africa. What's France. going on? Like, Who's listening to me in France. Fire at us. Let make yourselves know. One I want to rap is like <laughs> No, I I feel
0: the same way. I see the map too, Jimmy. When I look over the Adventure Jogger map and I'm like, what? South Africa? France? <laughs> yes. Switzerland? Bulgaria? I yeah. can even there's some guy trying to sell me some service. I don't know if you get this of like hey, I'm a podcast ranking service and so I can tell you where you rank and all this stuff. And I apparently, Jimmy, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but I'm the number three trail running podcast
1: in Kuwait dude that's that's awesome because we were like the number three in like indonesia or something for a minute and, I, and we heard i was like dude we got to blow this up this is awesome like dude we have listeners in indonesia and i'm like wait is this real then i went to check the map and i'm like oh man this is like and then i'm like reading it i'm like oh this is like all computer generated gibberish here like yeah <laughs>
0: but there's a, there's a small part of me for a while where i was like you know what in kuwait when people are sitting around going like, you know, hey, which po- which running podcast do you listen to? Which trail and ultra podcast listening to? Like most of those trail runners in Kuwait would say, I listen to Adventure Jogger. I love yeah. it. Uh, I've never even heard of Trail Runner Nation. I've never heard of Ultra right. Runner
1: podcast. <laughs> you know, I, I listen to Adventure I get Jogger. Your shirts. We got to get you shirts. Adventure <laughs> Jogger. Big in Kuwait. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that would, be, that would be so tight. I'll say
0: this about your your cultural lineup changes are far less dramatic than the lineup changes that I've had to
1: deal with, with the past couple of years. Hey, you know, your, <laughs> yours were necessary though. You know, but uh, that's the thing is like you, you you have such a following like that. Like if you were like, hey, I want to do like a like a a, a horse and goat show now. Like, you know, I'm still gonna listen to that because that dude's voice is so silky smooth and good. I'm just kind of like, you know,
0: like <laughs> the, the, the adventure goat show coming soon. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. It's not the gonna adventure. be me and Carl Speed Goat Meltzer talking. It's gonna be me talking Speed about go- goats. Yes,
1: exactly. There you go. You'd be like, Here, here's the 4-H rundown from Wichita <laughs> County. Uh, <laughs> You can do it. You can do it in your style. You're like, here's the 4H run. I can't even do your voice because it's so good. Who's like, ready for the 4H <laughs> rundown for today in
0: Poughkeepsie? Here's what's going on with the local wheat futures. Do the
1: ag report. Pork bellies are. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is the kind of shit we do on culture. We'll like we'll riff on some shit for 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 a minute and like and then it just becomes like a thing, man. Where I'm getting texts from my friends who are listening and they're like dude, you got And I'm like, it's crazy. It's just, um, but like you said, it, it's just good fun, man. And it's yeah. entertaining. And that's, I love all the podcasts. I love mm-hmm. you ginger runner. Like I just, it's all good, man. It's all good content. Billy Yang. Like it, it's, yeah. it's, it's just good stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, and then now we're at the point where I feel like I don't know, six, seven years ago, like I was like, man, there's not enough. There's not right. enough content. Yeah. Now I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, my God, there's too much. What do I listen to? Exactly. So it's like, you know, it's every flavor, you know, 31 flavors are out there. You know, find yeah. your flavor, y'all. And uh, it's it's amazing.
0: It's a mood thing, too. Like sometimes you really want to hear intelligent people <laughs> discussing the the pros and cons of stretching. Right. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're, yeah. you, you want Dr. Flippy flaps going like, "Well, wow, I've written a book called the art of stretching. And here's what I found. Like you want that. You're like, okay, I'm going to yes. do these things. Dr. Dr. Frippy frats wrote a book. I'm going to buy it. So you go on Amazon, you buy the book shows up, you read it and you're an expert on stretching. Some days you want that. Other yeah. days you want fart jokes and you just, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah exactly you know? exactly and that, and that's that's the great i think that's the greatest thing about this little world we've created of, of of ultra running like you know that we're all a part of it's it's every different day can be something different you know and you've got so much and then you've got so much other content like ultra running memes on instagram mm-hmm. and you've got yeah. Yeah. you know what jamil's doing on on youtube and yeah. like and, and you know and like you were saying about like jason green and yeti and like you know the these there's just so many amazing little scenes and, and niches of, around the country that it's like, you know, any day, any day you can get get what you need. You exactly. get Exactly
0: what you need. Um, you're teaming up with Matt Davis of Obstacle Racing Media. Um, by the way, he's asked me to be on his podcast Ooh. And, I, and I've I've pushed it off. And here's why. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a couple of podcasts where I'm the guest. I am the worst guest ever like like dude, we can have you, we'll have
1: you on culture dude. You'll, you'll have a good time <sighs> okay I'll, I'll
0: come on oh but you got yeah but it, it yeah I'll, I'll come on your your guys's podcast but like obstacle racing media is, is a great podcast if you're into that that kind of stuff um but i just think the people there would be like this guy's a fucking idiot like you know, like i don't know if anyone's gonna be like man i gotta listen to that adventure jogger podcast now after that guy's on but yeah yeah i'll do culture anytime you guys want me and just let me know i'll do it awesome awesome so It'd be, it'd be kind of fun, but you're teaming up with him and you're actually, you guys are working on like a race series,
1: right? So Matt, Matt's whole deal is Matt is the, since Matt knows everybody in, mm-hmm. in ultra running, in adventure racing, in OCR, um, Matt is helping us. So I, I got hired, uh, my my new job. So I was, I was, you know, professionally, I'd been a teacher for the last, uh, forgot to mention that. Like, yeah. so as I traveled around the country, uh, you know, I was basically, you know, teaching and what did you teach? Uh, I taught uh, special ed. I uh, okay. taught preschool when I was out in California, uh, okay. and then the job I actually took out there. Let me back up. Let me start from the beginning. Uh, I took a job at, at UC Berkeley, um, uh, working with uh, disabled college students, okay. disabled young men That's that cool. lived in the dorms. Called the uh, it was the Disabled Students Residence Program, yeah. and uh, to try to uh, you know help uh, help these guys get as independent as they possibly could um, and have the most uh, uh, normalized college experience possible. Um, and I did that for a couple of years when I first moved out there and it was awesome and it was really great. And I uh, love my, my fam and the disability community. And, um, and uh, then I taught preschool for eight years. So I was the ultra running preschool teacher. Um, nice. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, came back here and was a stay-at-home dad for a little while, and then I went back to uh, teaching special ed, so I worked with uh, uh, elementary school uh, uh, kids on the uh, autism spectrum.
0: That's very cool, Jimmy. I know it's a special calling, being married to a teacher myself. Yes, Mrs. Pluckelman, uh, the, the seventh-grade <laughs> math teacher, who was um, – she's a, she's a, she's in the running for Tennessee Teacher of the Year, so – awesome that could, a, that could be a big deal yeah we'll find out can, I, can I stop that
1: ballot box We have to be oh a yeah no no no. You, can just, you you
0: can vote yeah just go on and vote all the time get like different emails <laughs> yeah. i don't think it's a vote thing i don't think you get to email vote it i think they like look for merit and stuff like look at all that kind of thing but she went to the uh she went to the district she was the district teacher of the year and they were giving away a car there were three teachers there and one teacher was going to win a car she didn't win the car but she <sighs> did get teacher of the year so that was kind of a it's like, what do you want?
1: Like, you want a car? You want the car, or you want to be the best. Yeah, teacher of the ear car.
0: You get to decide between the two, but that's really that's really a kind of a cool like calling, and people that can do that and do that well. Um, I, I'm not playing to the home crowd, hoping my wife's listening and thinking that if I say these nice things, like
1: you that's know, funny, my my wife's a therapist, so she and she works in uh, elementary schools uh, and and middle schools too. So yeah, so we just say nice things about them, and then
0: maybe they get in the mood. Like if I yeah, say this loud enough, yeah. you know, like, like who knows what's gonna happen
1: later on (laughs) exactly right um uh, well oh yeah so matt so 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 yeah so i um uh after i was able to put on uh three of my four races like successfully last last year here in connecticut under the uh under covid um I, you know, I guess just right after I put on uh, my big one in October, I had 182 people out at Patchogue, wasn't able to do the 50 miler again, yeah. but uh, we did a 50k, a marathon and a half marathon, we had a big crowd and we were able to, you know, s- split the distances up and, and you know, start waves of 50 and, you know, um, the aid stations, we you know, unfortunately, we had to create a lot of waste because yeah. we had a lot of single serve stuff, but, you know, we had 180 people out there, plus volunteers and spectators. We had, you know, probably 225 people out, and um, no, nobody got COVID. And uh, I don't know if that impressed uh, uh, my new my new employers. But, you know, I got a call uh, right after from um, uh, this woman, Allie Bailey. And I don't know if you know Allie, but Allie is, uh, she is the head test pilot. Um, She's the chief test pilot, I'm sorry, for um, Rat Race Adventure Sports. And so there's nothing, so I have nothing to compare Rat Race to for American listeners. But Rat Race is essentially uh, the world leader in um, expedition style adventure racing. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Not like eco challenge, not like hardcore drink your piss bear grill stuff. Um where it's like, you know, suffer fests, right? right these right. are these are essentially like expedition style um uh ed- endurance events where you're gonna move several hundred miles over, you know, a couple days to two weeks, you know, right. anywhere from yeah, you know, th- these events are anywhere from like two days to 16 days. Um where you know it's multi-sport, it's you know kayaking, canoeing, pack rafting, uh, running, uh, trekking, uh, mountain biking, road biking, gravel bikes, yada yada, um, over these insanely uh, you know beautiful and and remote uh, locales. Yeah. Uh, so they've been putting on stuff in Mongolia across a frozen lake. Uh, they have a, a adventure race in Namibia uh, across the Kalahari Desert. Um, they have just absolutely insane events. So they reached out to me and they said, "Hey." Uh, and I helped them out with an event up in upstate New York in the Adirondacks in in uh, September of yeah. 2019. And I guess they liked me and they reached out and they said, hey, we want to go all in in America. Um, we want you to be our guy. And I thought, you must be fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm a special ed teacher who puts right. on little, you know, I, I joke around that my my you know my races i put on you know as a you know i, it's, I call it a boutique label you know right yeah like i'm a little indie label you know yeah and and they were like hey we want you to like basically run uh you know geez i don't know what the cool record record labels are and they we want you to run sony records or yeah. whatever epic records island you know? def
0: jam we want you to be you island def yeah, jam. Going,
1: here's the keys here's the keys to, to def jam or yeah. whatever and i was like oh shit so you know we we talked about it for a little bit and i said what's it going to look like and they you know mapped everything out and had a, a good conversation with Jim Mee the the CEO um and he's been doing this for 17 years um he was a executive at Red Bull beforehand uh, over in the UK and um and these guys know what they're doing they just put on awesome world class events and uh so they uh they tapped me to head up their north american division and i am their general manager of uh, or head of operations whatever you want to call me look of, uh, at
0: you jimmy <laughs> you're a vice president of head of operations I, I, right. I gotta get those
1: uh cover sheets on the on the tps reports That's right. Now, right yeah you
0: better fax that <laughs> stuff over jimmy <laughs> yeah.
1: so i am uh, responsible now for um these uh we have eight events here in the in the states and uh they're freaking epic and they're like uh, there's just nothing like there's nothing like this happening in the States right now. And it's essentially, I can just give you a quick overview of yeah. like what we're doing in like Idaho uh, up in the um, uh, no return wilderness, the Frank church, no return wilderness is um, we're going to do a uh, essentially two days of, of mountain biking uh, and then a day of running and then uh, two days of floating down the wild salmon river. And mm-hmm. then another day of running, uh, you know, basically Ridge running, climbing up peaks. And uh, it's going to be, you know, it's a six day, uh, hundred and, 108, I think. Yeah, mileages are always a little iffy with yeah, me. Throughout. Right. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, and it's just going to be this uh, this uh, epic six day thing in Idaho, uh, July of twenty twenty two. That it's just this is the kind of stuff they're doing. It's just these epic kind of not competition based. Right. Um, it's kind of adventurous. Kind of finishes just um, try to crack yourself open and see what you're made of. Yeah. Yeah
0: adventures where you may jog oh, yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very cool how can people check this stuff out and, and get more information
1: rat america.com that's easy enough. um yeah check it out it's easy rat yeah. and um i am absolutely thrilled to be working with these guys and the fact that they were just like here yeah here's the keys to the caddy um you know Let's uh, let's do these events and then what what ideas do you have? So it's like we're bouncing ideas around and just you know America is this um, th- and and we're doing uh, we have three ooh, I should do two events in Canada yeah um, or three events in Canada yeah um, and um, you know we're gonna go to the northeastern part of Quebec uh, and uh, pull sleds on cross country skis to an, uh, an Arctic asteroid to a literally a, a giant crater lake, uh, yeah. the Pingaluit crater. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Some of the stuff these, I've never seen the Northern lights. So I'm psyched to go next April to go take folks to go do the Northern lights, you know? And um you know, I've only been cross-country skiing once. So I'm like, shit, I better get my cross-country skiing exactly. game on Get the point. Nordic track.
0: Just get the Nordic track is our practicing now. <laughs> yeah. You can find that at a garage sale or
1: a Goodwill. Yeah. You know? It's like, that's right, a exactly. clothes rack. Yeah. That's so, where you dried uh, all our clothes so, yeah, on. Yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled. And I just want, I just want, um, just want, we just, you know, just trying to get the word out that uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be epic. And we're going to get, hopefully we get Matt to come on one of these. Because um, uh, that dude is the man.
0: Yeah, he's, he's intense. He's an intense yeah. fella. <laughs> He really is. So, Matt, I'm sorry. I, I I don't want your ratings to go down. That's the <laughs> truth of the matter. Matt, I don't want to negatively affect your ratings. Um, Jimmy, I have an idea. Is yeah. something I think we need to do? Um, is have a big podcast. Could we get the could we get the, the culture crew and the adventure jogger crew to do one big podcast?
1: Yes. Are you, are you talking like with uh, with uh, Jeff and... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah Jeff let's do it. Jeff and, and
0: Benny Brown towel and, and, and maybe I can get some other guys to come and do it. But here's what I'm thinking. What we should do, this would be a lot of fun because um, I think we're going to do it again this year. We did the White Claw Mile last year. That was the Ooh. first ever, which is so much harder than a beer mile because all the carbonation. So what we need to do is, is the culture crew and the adventure jogger crew on the same day will do a a white claw mile and then when Ooh. that's over we'll do a podcast together <laughs> and just and just like it'll be it'll be epic it'll be awful we'll talk shit to each other about our
1: times well i'm gonna have to do the seltzer mile because i fine. had to quit
0: i had to quit drinking years you can ago do, you I you have can a, do
1: seven a small up. All huge drug and alcohol problems. you but-
0: can do seven <laughs> yeah. up seven up is okay that's <laughs> you can do that's perfectly
1: fine so, yeah no i would i would that would be freaking hilarious dude i would love to do that with you yeah let's Yeah. Do that. let's and make can, those plans and that's the thing i'm i'm a, I'm a world class shit talker so oh great <laughs>
0: then we have, we have to do this then so you'll do the you can do the the oh no you can do like lacroix or there what, you go the, yeah I, ch-
1: I can chuck some lacroix
0: or the stuff that's up by you polar right polar, polar yeah, yeah yeah you can be polar or it can be lacroix um but yeah you just you can do your regular seltzer and we'll just do the the stupid stuff you'll be the only sane person
1: yeah, yeah right around <laughs> but here's, the, here's the thing is like even though even though I quit drinking years ago yeah. like people are like dude you're still fucking nuts and I'm like yeah you know <laughs> what, can, what can I say right and that's that's why I think and that's another reason I, I found ultra running I think because it, it it's one of the few things that evens me out like you know it's uh, definitely just definitely evens me out and uh, I mean how, how can you have a, a shitty day when you've you know when you've had four when you've been out in the woods for four hours as know? God honest truth
0: that is absolutely yeah. true Jimmy McCaffrey, uh, the, check it out, ratraceamerica.com. If you are not listening to the Cultra podcast, need to get on that, fix that problem, be a member, or just uh, subscribe to Cultra and, and, and check, the, check those guys out. They do a great job. Jimmy, this is a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on, man. Dude, Ryan, you're awesome ah not as awesome as you guys (laughs) this love festival continue off the air thanks again jimmy that was great uh we have adventure jogger gear online adventure jogger.com slash gear t-shirts and and, and joggers and what have you check it out